So, great big good morning. Wonderful to have you folks here joining us. We have folks joining us in our studio audience as well as countless folks on live. It is wonderful to have you here today. So let's get started because it was a little bit cold today. Let's get a big stand up. Get a little stretch. And if you're at home, please join us in a little stretch. Give a little high five or hello to someone around you. There you go. Great to have you here as part of New Church Live today. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair. You may be seated. And today's a very special service as, as we look at what is, it, what is this spiritual life of young adults, of high school students. A little background for New Church Live. This church started 14 years ago. Again, we have, a, we have a small studio audience that meets on Sunday, a very large online audience. And we've really tried to look at questions that, that, that hopefully help people out. A quote I just love, quote I just love. Most churches are answering questions people aren't asking. And I think part of what we want to do is we want to make sure we're answering questions that people are. Questions like, how can I help my children grow? How can I help them understand life in its biggest of contexts? And for that, I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to go to this school that, that is hosting this part of this service here today, the Academy of the New Church, helped me out a lot. And that whole idea today of talking about faith and, and how adolescence fits in and, and how we kind of find true north to navigate by. Now, this service, again, is not just for the teens. I, I think all of us are actually teenagers somewhere in there. And it's not just for the teens, for the adults. And if you have a part of this service that sort of strikes you as interesting, you know, we hope you come back. We, we hope you get involved with New Church Live. One of the simple things to do is we have a series coming up called What Is My Purpose? And that's always a struggle in life, right? Finding out what is our purpose in life. Like, why are we here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Most people was, was famously said, you know, live lives of quiet desperation. And that's not how God wants us to live. God wants us to live with a sense of purpose, with a sense of call, with a sense of that, that our lives matter and that we can actually help others out. To do that, and we're going to be having this series, and if that interests you at all, you actually are more than invited, more than welcome to sign up for a small group. We actually are going to have some groups meeting that will give you a chance just to talk about this. People from all over the country meet online. We have conversations about what is my purpose. And that's just not specific to this time and place. We always have a lot of small group stuff going, as well as these Sunday services. So folks, welcome. Welcome to New Church Live. It's great to have you here joining us today. And the way the service is going to go today is I'm going to offer some words. We'll have some beautiful music. We'll get to hear from some young adults. And then we're also going to get a, a chance just to, just to be together. I mean, there's something about that. Life online is, is good. And again, this church thrives on that. And there is something really nice about the idea that online and in person that, that we all get to join in community for an hour every week and to see how that can be in our lives. So let's launch this. I want to start out by saying this, that, that high school years are tough. Adolescence is tough. I, I, I hear sometimes from people, then they, they'll make a comment about like, oh, I just wish I could go back to high school. And I'm thinking, really? Really? Would you want to go back to that? Uh, it, it's horrible, like in many ways. I don't think there's anything worse than high school cafeterias, frankly. And... And that's, that's a, almost a universal experience. Just, just a little one, you know, I, I work with, I do a lot of counseling. One of the things I ask people is take you back to high school, junior high school, 
very few people will say that was the peak of their life, the best time they ever had. I mean, can it be fun? Absolutely. Can there be good things? Absolutely. Will you make friends for life? Absolutely. And it's a crucible. It's a tough, tough time. And today, again, what I hope is, is maybe we can all just breathe a little easier at this time that can be so challenging and, and have so many things that, that don't go easily. And part of that, part of that way, I think we can just kind of breathe a little easier in terms of, of our own lives, if we are in that phase of life or as parents, is just to have a context for it, to have a picture of how it works. Now, now the, the, the spiritual context, it doesn't mean you don't have problems. What it means is that you have something that can hold the problems, something that can give you a sense of, of meaning and direction in a life that so, so many times feels upside down. And I think, I want to speak to the adolescents here today. I know for, for, for people like me in their 50s, I look at what you folks have to wrestle with, I'm really glad I didn't have to wrestle with that. Fill in the blank, social media. That makes it really tough. Really tough. And again, for you, for if, if you're here today and you're, you're a young adult, I just want you to feel a sense of peace that maybe there is a bigger picture that you can rest in they can just help you to feel a little bit more sure-footed, a little bit more grounded. And maybe this, this be a huge win. If you go out of here today and you feel like, I'm okay. I'm okay. So as we look at that, folks, what is this spirituality we're talking about? Well, here's, here's a simple definition of spirituality we're going to use today. Spiritual, spirituality is a belief in something greater than one's physical self, or the material world. That there's, there's something beyond. A word I like with that is there's something transcendent. So much of life has that, right? We, we, we have these moments, we have life, and then all of a sudden we realize, like, wait, there's something else happened, happening here. I know a lot of young adults enjoy sports or enjoy music or enjoy school plays. And, and right, you've had that experience. You've had that experience maybe on the athletic field where, wow, there was something that happened there that was far more than us. We're going to get to hear from a choir today. Something will happen far more than them. Or watching a student have the guts, the chutzpah, to actually get up and perform in a school play. Watching their reaction and realize something happened there that was more than them. That more than them, that more than us, that more than me, that's spirituality. And we don't live there 24-7, but we sure do touch those moments, and it's, it's powerful that way. Now, the Bible talks about this a lot. I love some of these lines. This is, this is a line, this is, this is thousands of years old. This is from Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O Lord, and hear that as like, hear my anxiousness. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I call to you and my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I love that line. You know, that idea that, that, that we're just kind of asking God, God, can you help me to just get a little perspective on this? Because I'm mired in all this angstiness, all this anxiety. How do I sort of step out of that and step into a rock that is bigger than me? And this line, which I love as well. This is from one of the disciples. Jesus had these followers. He had, had 12 of them who were like super close. 
And there's this beautiful line. They're out doing these, you know, doing their work. And then this one person who they're working with said, look, this is what I really need. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. You know, there's, there's part of us, I kind of think, that's, that's at a lower part that has a hard time believing stuff. Anybody in here wrestle with cynicism or sarcasm? <laughs> you know, that's what that is. That's that unbelief part that, nah, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And, and the problem with being that kind of cynic, with, with, with living in this unbelief part, is that you come to not believe anything. Now, I did not like math in high school, but you may. Here's a simple equation. Any number times zero, you're all going to say the answer together, including those of you online. Any number times zero is equal to? Zero. zero. Don't forget that. If you're struggling with negativity, any number times zero equals zero. The problem with negative people is they're always right. Because they're always timing everything by zero. Welcome to the equation, and they'll prove it to you. That is no way to live, friends. And that's not the life that God has intended for any of us. Now, again, I want to come back to the fact that that doesn't mean that life is easy at all. You know, I, I love this picture, right? Life is a crucible, and, and, and it's, it, it has moments that are really tough. It has, it has flame and fire and challenges. Beautiful quote, be kind to everyone you meet, because... We're all fighting a great battle. And we all are. Yours will look different than mine, but it's there. And what is the job of a crucible? Well, the job of a crucible is something that can stand the heat. I want to say that again. What's the job of a crucible? It's something that can stand the heat. It's something that can take something in, allow it to melt, allow it to melt, and listen to this, so it can take a new form. Think about that, I think, welcome to adolescence. And that new form is a beautiful thing. It doesn't mean that the melting's easy, it never is. But I think that's so much of what faith can do, is faith can hold us in that place so that something can grow. And that's what we're here today, to talk about what is that thing that can grow in your life. Welcome, folks. Welcome to New Church Live. Good morning, everybody. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. You gotta be cool. You gotta be calm. You gotta stay together. All I know, all I know is love will save the day Herald what your mother said Read the books your father read Try and solve the puzzle in your own sweet mind Some may have more cash than you Others take a different view
gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger. You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta stay together. All I know, all I know is love will save the day. Time has no questions, it goes on without you. Leaving you behind if you can't stand the pain. The world keeps on spinning, can't stop it. day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky, lovers they may cause you tears, go ahead release your fears, my oh my, hey, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be Be calm, you gotta stay together All I know, all I know is I'm gonna save the day Got to be fair, got to be bold Got to be wise, know what others say Got to be hard, but not too, too hard All I know is love will save the day I always feel when the band does the song like that, I'm always like, we should just leave right now and do that for the rest of the day. That's so beautiful. And, and folks, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to think about, like, what does it look like to really live this life of deep love and, and purpose and, and passion in times that can be so tough? And, and I want to look at the question, right? What is the question we're looking at today? Well, what is the challenge? What's, what is the challenge that, that high school students face? And we're actually going to be having a panel talking about this. And for me, I, I taught in public high school. I taught in the Pittsburgh City School System. I taught in, I taught in the Pocono Mountain School System. I taught here at the school which, which, which owns this building as well. Most of my career has been in teaching. And, and it struck me, like, how would I answer that question? Well, why would, I would answer that question. I think it's all about identity. Where's, where does identity lie? You know, is it something in here? which is, I think, where God wants to place it? Or is it something out there? And I know for myself, back in high school, I was always searching for these other little pieces of identity that were all out there, and could I grab them, could I grab them, could I grab them? And even when I did, it, it was like, you know, it's a little like eating cotton candy for dinner. It, it tasted sweet for a minute, but that was it. How do you really find out who you are? in this deepest sense. 
And make sure that you're talking to the better angels of your nature when you do that. That's a big question. And that is both the challenge and the opportunity, I think, that we have when we're in that stage of life called adolescence. And, and it, it doesn't really matter who you are. You know, these two famous people, Michelle Obama and Brad Pitt. I, I guarantee you they had bad days in high school. And they really didn't have a sense of purpose. It's not something, it's not something I think that descends from on high and then we just get it. It's something that evolves. And I think our job is to create communities, and sometimes those are faith-based schools, sometimes those are, those, those are family units, sometimes they're friend units, that can really help to have that conversation, to move that forward, that biggest sense of purpose that we can start to live into. I want to start by looking at that and, and just talking about two types of freedom. In, in our theology, Christian New Church theology, freedom is kind of the name of the game. It's what really matters. And I want to talk about how that might work. And, and you know, if you think about it, when, we, when we're in a place where, where we have this real positive freedom, we're in this place of positive freedom, what we're doing is we're acting from our best intentions. And here's, here's the miracle, and I hope, I hope again, like, hope you young adults really hear this. Everybody has a best intention in there somewhere. And you may struggle with like, I'm not sure about faith. Where is God speaking to me? I want to see it. He or she, however you want to put it, speaks to you every day through your best intentions. Whatever that might be. And here's the beautiful part. We live into our best intentions. We look at our best intentions. We act on them. And then what do we find? We don't find a perfect life. Like, good luck with that. But what we find, what we find, friends, we find this beautiful thing. We find a life of meaning. I, I can't tell you young adults how significant that is. Don't worry about living a life of glamour or success. You may have those things, you may not. But live a life of meaning. Because that's where you find your true self. That's where you move from looking at all these little mirrors, wondering how do you look here, 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 and here, and you could label it TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, but you know, you could label it all, you stop it. And you come back to what's God's best intention in my heart, according to our theology. And then how do I take that intention, that best intention, deliver it on God's behalf out there into the world, and through that, I create a life of deep meaning. No one, folks, you know, as a pastor, right? You, pastor, people always are looking up pastors, sunrises or sunsets, babies born or someone passes away. And when people pass away after a fulfilling life, I've never had anyone say like, you know, Chuck, this was their biggest problem. They led way too meaningful a life. You can never have enough meaning to your life. And those are the people who truly understand something that's not just about happiness, but something that's about deep resonant joy. Now we can slide back into as well, there's this negative freedom, two types, a positive and a negative. And negative freedom's different. Negative freedom is based on our compulsions. And you could fill in the blank, you know, whatever that compulsion might be. It could be, 
It could be drugs, could be alcohol, it could be looking on stuff online that you shouldn't be looking at. It could be anger. It, uh, you know, it could be food. Could be any number of things. And here's, here's the part that I'm going to ask you to think about. If you live a life just based on your compulsions, thinking that's where I'm the most free, and I think people confuse those two all the time, like whatever I'm compelled to do, that's who I really am, that's who I want to be, that's me. If you live a life like that, it's not going to turn out terribly well. And what you may create, you may create a life of a lot of distraction. I feel like doing this, I feel like doing this, I feel like, so I'm going to do this, this, it like goes, goes all over the place, running a million miles an hour, but life becomes this, it becomes a mile wide, but only an inch deep. As the saying goes, and I love this saying, what's going to get you further in life? A hundred wells drilled a foot deep, or one well drilled a hundred feet deep into the water? I think we all know what the answer is there. But we're living in an age that's so easily distracted and that will constantly feed your compulsions. And I would just gently put out there this. Shane Claiborne, new monastic down in Philadelphia. Amazing man, does incredible work down there. And he was talking about your generation, the adolescents in here. He was saying, if we lose this generation, that means your generation, your generation. He said, if we lose this generation, it won't be because we didn't entertain them. It'll be because we didn't challenge them. So I'm going to challenge you to think about that. I'm going to challenge you to think of all the distractions you place in your life. And to maybe instead try to think towards best intentions, service, a life of meaning. And that's where schools, where faith-based institutions can give us this, this beautiful context that kind of can hold all that and can cheer it on. And what happens is there's this beautiful place where autonomy, freedom, and responsibility, responsibility, respond, able, able to respond, where autonomy and this ability to respond marry up. And folks, this is the crazy part you will feel total freedom in that moment. And you may not believe me right now on that, but ask the adults in your life and they'll tell you. When we're living into that positive freedom, when we're living from the better angels of our nature, when we're, when we're really living in it, when we're living, when we're listening to our best intentions every morning and we're having the courage, the guts, the grit to actually do something about that, to actually move out, to actually take that step and find a life of meaning, you will experience a freedom that is incredible. That's why freedom's the name of the game from a Christian New Church perspective, because this beautiful idea that freedom and love are one. Your dominant love is, is deep within you, and that's, that's what feeds all those best intentions. That's what God is going to spend, spend this time in this earth bringing to life in you and through you. And as, as that happens, you're going to find more and more and more freedom. You find more and more challenge. You'll find more and more of life is not easy. But you're never going to wake up in the morning wondering, why am I here? Because you're going to know 
because you lived it. That's a powerful place to be. Now, I want to show you a wonderful video, and it's, it's a video of, of some high school students who figured out a way to put together this freedom and responsibility, who used a positive freedom to help other people feel free and to not feel so alone. So enjoy the video. We end the week at a school where lunchtime is fulfilling the spirit. Here's Steve Hartman on the road. When the lunch bell rings at Boca High in Boca Raton, Florida, 3,400 kids spill into the courtyard and split into their social groups. But not everyone gets included. Here at Boca High and at schools across the country, someone always sits alone. It's not a good feeling, like you're by yourself, and that's something I, I don't want anybody to go through. Dennis Esteban is a Haitian immigrant. When he came here in first grade, he says he felt isolated, especially at lunch. Now he's a senior, he's popular, but he has not forgotten that first grade feeling. To me, it's like if we don't try and go make that change, who's gonna do it? So with some friends, Dennis started a club called We Dine Together. We Dine. Together. We Dine. Together. We Dine. Together. Their mission is to go into the courtyard at lunchtime to make sure no one is starving for company. Dennis. I'm new here. You're new here? When did you first come here? For new kids especially, the club is a godsend. This is Gabriel. Gabe, how you doing? Since it started last fall, hundreds of friendships have formed. Some very unlikely. You're probably meeting kids you never would meet on the football team. Ever. <laughs> Gene Max Marydew actually quit the football team, gave up all the perks that come with it, just so he could spend more time with this club. I don't, I don't mind not getting a football scholarship. This is what I really want to do. Just imagine how different your teenage years would have been. What's your name? If the coolest kids in school all of a sudden decided you mattered. We'll get to know each other better. It obviously takes a lot of empathy to devote your lunch period to this. Yes. Either that or firsthand experience. I went from coming from a school that I always had friends to coming to where I had nobody, so. Club member Allie Seeley transferred two years ago. She says with no one to sit next to, lunch can be the most excruciating part of the day. It's really unfair. It's honestly an issue. Meeting someone who actually cares and, lis and listens to what you have to say really makes a difference. And that could happen at lunch. That could happen at our club. It's going to make a difference. And not just here at Boca High. Yeah, I'll be around tomorrow if you want to eat lunch together or something. Dennis and his team are now trying to open chapters of We Dine Together at schools across the country. And maybe when they're done showing kids how to make outsiders feel accepted, they can teach us adults, too. Steve Hartman on the road in Boca Raton, Florida.
the drama queens I like to think the best of me Is still hiding So it's my pleasure to announce a panel. We have a Luke, you can come on up now. 
And it's great to have this panel. So folks, if you could please give this, this esteemed group of panelists, you ready for this? Let's get a little warmed up. I think everybody deserves a standing ovation in their life. So let's stand up and give them a standing ovation that they're brave enough to come here and do this today. Thank you folks, you may be seated. So I'm gonna let, let you folks, first off, like thank you so much for coming here today. And, and you are the resident experts today. You are the ones who actually know what's going on and it's a chance for you to just share that with folks who are thinking about faith-based education, thinking about this whole spirituality thing. So we're gonna start with you, Raina, and just give a chance just to give a little, just a quick, quick context of life and then we'll pass the microphone around, you know, sort of who you are, where you are, and what's up. Awesome. My name is Raina Sinisvet. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. I, thank you, whoever said that. <laughs> I was a graduate of the ANC Girls School in 2018, and then I went on to go to Bernathan College, and I took part of their uh, accelerated degree program, basically, so I graduated in 2021. And I've since been working in the communications industry, so I started at a public relations firm in Philadelphia, and then now I'm working at a strategic consulting firm based out of Chicago. So I'll talk a little bit more, probably depending on the questions, um, you know, but that's, that's where I'm at right now. I live in Germantown. Great. I'm Sarah, and I'm a senior at ANC, so I haven't done any of that cool stuff yet. <laughs> I'm Luke. Uh, I'm a senior at ANC too. I stay at the dorm, and I live like an hour away in a small town uh, in South Jersey. Great, great. Well, great to have you guys here. So, so the looking at this, looking at today's context, and, and with the panelists, you know, I'd ask us to hear it from. Yeah, this is just this is where young adults are. Uh, you know, we have people watch all over the country. Some people watch from Europe. And, and, you know, you may find yourself in a different circumstance, but it's just good for us to keep on touching base back to where young adults are and, and what the challenges are and, and how they see life because the context has changed. So that's a question I want to start out giving you guys is, what do you see as the biggest challenge for your particular generation? You know, the biggest challenge that you think, yeah, this is what people really are, this is what young adults really wrestle with in this day and age. Well, Chuck, I was going to say identity, but then <laughs> you went, well, that's how I was going to kick things off. Yeah. You said it. So, I mean, it just means our messaging's aligned. It's perfect. Um, but I would say the pressure ultimately to not just make decisions, but make the right ones and know immediately if it's the wrong one. Um, I felt this very acutely when I was in high school, when I was in college. Guess what? Still struggling with now, early in my career. You know, is this the right choice? And I think that, you know, right now I'm, I'm supporting a loved one um, who's in high school and, you know, trying to make a decision about what's the best choice for me, like whether it's college or if it's athletics or which college or what I want to do. You know, and I just want to, say that I think it's a big challenge, but looking back, you know, I wish I'd given myself more grace and any, you know, people who are now in high school, um, I'm a little bit removed, but still, still going through that. It's hard to feel like 
you don't have to have it all figured out. Um, and there's a lot of pressures. This is an age old thing. I'm not saying this is new, but to your point, you know, social media scene, you know, I like, I'll see somebody who's younger than me and is just like doing whatever with their life. And I'm like, oh, so did I make the wrong choice? But no, you know, and it's, and even, even having people above older than me, you know, in their career, sometimes they'll say, make jokes like, you know, when I grow up, I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, whew. All right, so I can still change. I can still make decisions that might be wrong, might be right. So I would say the challenge of um, making the right decisions, you don't have to know. You're young, I'm young. Neuroscience, you're not an adult until like 24, 25. So just give yourself grace. That's beautifully said, Rania. And, and no 57-year-olds worry or, wor or worry about like, contrasting their lives with others on Facebook, right? Like none of us, none of us, we've moved well past that. What about you, sir? That's actually so reassuring to hear from you because like I would say from the age of like five, what you're working towards is, oh, go to college, you know, get through high school, go to college. And then I'm here as a senior and I'm like, oh, what do I do now? It's, it's crazy. And I would say, especially with social media, you're always seeing everybody else at their best. It seems like everyone else always has it figured out. And I'm here like, I have to decide the next however many years of my life, and I'm only 17. I just got my driver's license like six months ago. What, what's going on? Like, so it's honestly, it's, it's really hard to be happy with not necessarily knowing where you're at all the time. Yeah, it can be, that's, a, that's called a liminal space. It's a tough space to be where you're not, you're kind of in between two worlds. So very well said. Luke, what about you? Um, I'll say uh, personal experience, uh, finding like purpose, and like what you want to do with your life is kind of the challenge for me at least in high school and there's just like so many things going on like moving to new schools all that I just um just feel like like the purpose where you when you go to school like and you're learning is just like I don't really know like it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's it hard, is. and it's hard figuring out the purpose. I mean, I was, I was smiling with a group of students. I had, in high school, I had taken one of those surveys, you know, where they show you what you should be. My number one one was funeral parlor director. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not pastor, funeral parlor director. So there you go. So, so Raina, coming back to you, you know, when, when you think about, right, so, so here's the context of our lives. Here's the challenge. And you guys did a great job. You know, that idea of purpose and, and decision-making and where do I fit and how do you deal with that comparison trap of, well, do, do they somehow have it more together than I do? And, and, and spirituality hopefully can give us a true north, can give us, can give us a, doesn't give us a map. It gives us a true north, gives us something, a, a north star to guide ourselves by. And where have you found, what kind of North Star have you found that's been particularly helpful for you? And, and thinking about, yeah, we have faith-based schools and, 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 and just churches and synagogues and mosques. And we all are trying to, I think, I mean, I sort of feel like we're all playing the same game. We just have different teams, but it's all trying to play to the same thing. Where have you found that? Like, yeah, this was something for me. And it could have been you found it here. It could have been you found it later in life. This is a spiritual piece for me that's really made a difference. It's been a flashlight of sorts that doesn't show me the whole journey, like a flashlight, right? A flashlight doesn't show you the whole thing. What it does is it just helps you to take the next step. That's a really good question. Um, I would say this is something that 
having a religious-based or faith-based education at ANC and then obviously going on to Renathan College um, sort of did set the foundation for but has been reinforced with uh, my life and the things I care about and being involved in advocacy and Mm. social um, work. And so I would say service is definitely where I can sort of see the good in the world and try to be the good in the world. Um, And, you know, there's a quote, um, you know, where two or three are gathered, there am I in the midst of them. And something that has been really powerful for me uh, living in Germantown is um, there's obviously a serious um, like food crisis all across the city um, and especially like youth and, and child poverty and the rates which they, you know, don't have access to food. So there's a couple of community fridges and just meeting some folks when I moved into town that run these fridges and being able to get involved with those and, and be a shopper. Um, that's a way to see like, right, it's bigger than me. It's definitely bigger than my job. Um, and then also with that, just accepting that sort of to what you were talking about at the beginning of the service is that um, good days, not even okay days aren't guaranteed, you know? Um, and I also really see there's something out there. When I, you know, this morning I... I had my baby sister over yesterday. I also was babysitting a friend's baby. Um, we woke up this morning and I was, the sun was shining and I was driving and I just like had a moment where I was like, oh, great. It's a, it's a good mental health day, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I can't take that for granted. So, you know, that's also where I just, I see that something bigger. Beautifully said, Randy. I was thinking about like so much of life, right? We have frames and so much of life is, is, is expanding out the frame, like seeing things a little bigger, seeing things a little broader. So very well said. What about you? A big thing for me, um, being in a faith-based school, is everything is just based on love and forgiveness. Yeah. You know, mm. being in high school, it means I'm trying to figure myself out, which means I'm going to do it poorly sometimes. I'm going to make mistakes. And everyone is just so forgiving and just learning to embrace forgiveness. Like everyone's trying to figure stuff out. So everyone's going to make mistakes and, you know, just learning to accept people for where they're at. Yeah, that's beautifully said. As a, as a former teacher, it's funny, every, every couple of years, a former student will come along to ask my forgiveness in the sin they committed that I don't remember. I literally, I literally had a student, no joke, from 1989 get back in touch with me a couple of weeks ago for, for you know, around like, just so you know, you were right, Mr. Blair. I was, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it's forgiveness. And I love the idea for giving. For giving, thank you. Look what you. So for me, that North North Star image is like what Sarah says, like that love. And before I came to ANC, I was in public school, and I was there until ninth grade, and then in tenth grade, I transferred over to ANC. And my experience in ANC, um, I like really appreciate it because the teachers, they're like, they all have that North Star image yeah. too, and it's all love. So everybody. In, my, in the school, like I feel like they all just have that sense of love that you might not get from like public school. And it's really that love and patience they have because like she said, we're all uh, high school kids and we're all trying to figure it out. So we make like a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and I just like just really, yeah. <laughs> and I just like really appreciate like ANC and the teachers for like how patient they are and like how they 
no matter what, like they're always gonna want us to, to like do better and like, get us there. Yeah, that's beautifully said. And I love that idea of love, patience, forgiveness, and, and, and just what all that can mean. And yeah, and guys, that was terrific. Like really, I thank you a lot. You know, I learned a lot. I, I just, I love hearing your voices. I love hearing your perspectives. And now I'm going to love hearing Reverend Chris Barber, who's gonna close the service. So please give these folks a warm round of applause. Thank you guys. It was wonderful. Thank you. It was terrific. 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 Chris. Good morning. I am the Reverend Chris Barber, and uh, it's nice to have New Jersey represented by two people up here today. Currently live in Trenton, um, but I grew up in South Jersey, not far from our panelist. Um, I love new church education. I love being able to share with students a vision of what they could be in their best moments. Being able to do that in the classroom really gives me a sense of life and purpose. And navigating this life can be hard. Figuring out how we are to advance through a life that has so many challenges is something that can keep us and does keep us up at night. How do we orient ourselves? How do we navigate? The image of the North Star that was used, and a picture up here on the screen, uh, will show also this image of a North Star in the center, and then all the other stars going around. We have a constant. How do we orient ourselves? Well, according to the scripture, well, we can think about what our purpose is, to love God and to love our neighbor to love God, to look to God, to look to that North Star of our lives, that constant in challenging times, the winter times of the soul, in the spring times of a life, we can look to that North Star. It can guide us, give us a sense of how we ought to be. We find this in the Scriptures. We also, in our image, we have at the bottom, if you see it, a lighthouse sitting on the shores, we look to each other. We look down and we look out at the people who are around. We learn from their examples, from how they have taken those truths that they've learned and lived them. We also learn from them and how they haven't, how they have maybe fallen short of their own ideals. They serve as examples, guiding us to safe harbors with their use of their positive freedom, their true freedom, and also helping us to steer clear of the obstacles that maybe they missed as they were living. We orient ourselves to God and to each other. How can we live in any other way? No one navigates this life in a vacuum. No one goes it alone. And this is why we teach. This is why we teach our children, and this is why we teach each other. Thinking to the Scriptures this morning, turning to the prophet Isaiah, we read this, "'All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children.'" This is why we teach, because we pray for peace within our children. The Lord works for peace within His children, within us. 
And so how we learn, how we live, and how we teach matters. Whether we are alone and we think no one can see, or whether we're on a stage or we're on a panel, in a classroom, it matters. We matter. People will learn from our example. Education goes well beyond the classroom and into life. I was on my way in this morning, and I saw an example of how to be. I passed a lighthouse. Now, not an actual lighthouse, but I passed a situation that made me think about what is peace. There was a car accident in the other lane. Two cars, one of them was empty. The other had two people in it. In this moment of chaos, in this crisis that they were experiencing, the one who had been hit welcomed the one who hit them into their car, into the warmth of their vehicle. And I could tell, because I was by a red light, and I could see they both were looking at their insurance cards and on the phone together. An image of peace. They didn't know that their example in that moment mattered. They didn't know that they'd be discussed this morning. I don't know their names. And yet, they served as a beacon, as an example of what it is to be peaceful, as an example of what it is to be loving, as an example of what it is to move through an unfortunate situation with higher principles in mind, namely love, mercy, forgiveness. What we learn matters. Where we turn to for our lessons, it matters. What we teach matters. You matter. So act like it. You matter. How you live and what you show to the world. This is a life that we get to live once an opportunity to stand up and to help others, something we get to do throughout a life, but we really have our chance now, each and every day, to choose how will we be a beacon to others. Whether or not we want to teach, people will learn from us. What you teach matters, so act like it. Thank you. Chris is quite a, quite a talented pastor and offers some beautiful insights. And it's funny, even watching him, I've watched him for years, work with a lot of high school students. It's really beautiful. So folks, you know, thank you for coming today. Really, from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you. This is a great conversation. I loved hearing those young adults. You know, they're talking about things like love, forgiveness, patience. By the way, Luke, you're one of like, two teenage boys in the world who would use the word love four times in two sentences in a public arena. So good, good on you. And, and, and this, see, this stuff matters, right? This stuff has meaning. All of you online, all of you in here today could have spent the last hour on social media. But instead, you chose to come here, and we deeply appreciate that and honor that. I mean, that's what we do to try to create lives of meaning. We sacrifice for certain things. We sacrifice our time. And, 
And to sacrifice means to make sacred and, and to know that these conversations matter and to know, to know that, yeah, somehow, as, as, as Raina said, where two or three are gathered, somehow when we gather and we can have those conversations around meaning and around beauty in different ways, that life will be better somehow. And that's where you know, till the soil, leave the rest to grace. So thank you. And again, I want to close with an invitation. You can go on our website anytime, www.newchurchlive.tv. And you can go on our website. We have a bunch of old services that are, that are always fun to watch. And, and you're also more than welcome. If, if that idea sort of, if, if you feel in your heart like this stirring, yeah, what's my purpose? I want to sort of take some of this stuff of her. I want to sort of have a venue for it and have some structure around it. Please join us. For our next three-week series, What Is My Purpose? And for us small groups that will be meeting on Wednesday or Thursday nights at 8 p.m. And again, if you're watching this two years down the road, which people do, again, go to our, go to our homepage. We'll always have something cooking on there. So with that, what we're going to do now is we're going to do a prayer and a blessing. And then we're going to close with two beautiful songs. And again, thank you for joining me. So our prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for what these young adults shared. Thank you for what these young adults shared in terms of their words. And thank you for what they will be sharing in terms of their music. Help us, Lord, deeply to really understand what it means to live that life of meaning, not that life of distraction. To really understand what a North Star is. To really understand what a lighthouse is. Not in the literal way but to understand the North Star that is you, the lighthouse that is our hearts. Help us to live that as best we can. Bless all these people, Lord. Hold them safely over the week ahead. Help them to find self-harbor. Help them to find safe harbor, both at the same time. Your prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory. Amen. Friends, the ancient Levitican blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen.
matters is where we go now Oh, nothing's gonna stop our goals Cause we got more burning to our souls We got the world in our hands And it's just too easy to see Sometimes it's hard to wake up when you're sleeping To the fact that we're all living a dream Have a great week. Now, folks, to close the service, we're going to invite up the ANC Choral Group so you folks may come on up. We're going to close it, and you're welcome to join us out in the lobby for refreshments and to say hello. So if the Academy New Church Choral Group could come on up for our final song here.